like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. Hello, everyone, and happy Tuesday. We are here to make shift happen, and we are just rocking and rolling here, Ida and Sabrina Lee and I, because today, Ida is my co-host. Yes, I am so happy to be here today, making shift happen in your life. Yeah, and today is... And relationships. Yeah, exactly, because today we are going to be talking about a really super important relationship that will, let me tell you save you so much heartache and grief and uh, for both yourself and your kids and everyone involved uh, because we're talking about how to create your dream relationships by first taking the garbage out. We've all had previous relationships. We've all had love relationships that broke up we may have been been married we might have gotten divorced and it could have been really ugly it could have been not so bad um but we've all had experiences and you know what we are all shaped by our experiences and it's really not what we've been through it's how we you know move forward how do we manage what we've been through and how do we move forward from there on just because you've been with people who were not the best kind of people, you weren't necessarily a good match, maybe you weren't the good person, maybe you had some things that you contributed to making that relationship not very good. And this, this is when, where, and why it's so important to take a look at ourselves because really the only thing that we do have control over is ourselves. So mm-hmm. we have to do our own emotional cleansing and um, kind of coming to terms with what's going on and what kinds of things we want in our life. Who do we want to show up as is super important, right, Ida? Yes, we need to do self-examination. Mm-hmm. Every so often, you have to do an audit of yourself, of, of your mind, of your health, of, of what you're thinking, of what you're doing in your life, if you're standing where you want to be, you know. So you have to, to do that assessment and, and, and audit every, so I, I, I think that every time you do the quarter thing for your, for your business, for example, that's when you should be doing a quarter thing and assessing yourself, where I am. Am I going where I'm supposed to be? In my relations, where I am. In my emotions, where I am. I'm, I'm treating people like I'm supposed to, and I'm uh, accepting things that I don't supposed to, you know, you should be doing an audit of ourselves. Oh. So that, no, that way we know where, where we stand and where we need to go. And what we I, need to correct. Yeah. I love uh, you using that word, an audit of ourselves, because, and, and really, I mean, it, I think it's a good idea also what you were saying with regards to pretty much putting it in your schedule. You know, uh, a lot of people do, you know, around New Year's because, you know, it's off, we're starting a fresh year and, uh, you know, the New Year's resolutions, if you do that and your goals and this, that and the other. But yeah, we have to assess and reevaluate as we go along. 
And, um, and, you know, the interesting thing is that while we can't change other people, and we probably don't really want to, but how we react and respond to other people, that will change how they are back to us. So, you know, so yes, that's because we cannot important. change others, but they, but we can change ourselves. And then when we change ourselves, we influence others to act differently towards us. Right. So the change has to start within us. So an example would be if you're somebody who tends to be very snippy, very short, very nitpicky, then probably imagine if somebody was like that to you. Maybe somebody was like that to you. Maybe it was your mom or your dad or somebody. And guess what? You feel like you are on the defense. So that's not conducive to the other person being kind and warm and soft and compassionate. On the contrary, they're going to be always on, on, you know, walking on eggshells around you. So, uh, you know, and, and the other, on the other extreme, then there are people who, you know, we, that are people pleasers. Maybe they felt really alone, uh, you know, growing up, whether they were being bullied or whatever the situation was. And so they are, they're longing for somebody to love them. And so they let people do whatever they want, become doormats. And that is what then, this is why then people who sadly take advantage of you being in that space, and, and they will take advantage. And yes. so we create, we allow certain situations to happen. And that's why we need to know self. The first thing out of all this uh, journey is knowing self. Because when you know self, then you know what are your limitations. You know what you are able to su support and what you're not. And what you're able to take and what you're not. But knowing self is the, is, the, is the best thing that you can do before you go into any relationship. You don't know who you are. You don't have an idea of what you are. You don't have a purpose or, or a vision for your life yet. You should not yet get together with somebody else. Because then if you discover it later and, you, and then you're going to discover that you're in a different path than the person that is with you, that's going to bring uh, conflict into a relationship. Yeah. See, or once you, you find out that whatever that the person is doing is something that you are willing to put up with, that's going to bring something into the relationship. Or what you're doing is not something that the other person is willing to put up uh, with, but because you didn't show it during the dating season, because, you know, we are kind of an actor or an actress during dating season, you know, putting our best, our best uh, uh, face forward. And then when things get more intimate, that's when things show up. Which is also when and where and why it's a good idea to not put your best foot forward and just be you, which authenticity. Hopefully, uh, your authentic self, and you know this is something to shoot for, would be your best self. Isn't that you know the higher, the highest, best version of yourself? Isn't that what you want to shoot for anyway? So then you don't even have to put on airs when you're dating because that that you know it's a lot of work. And this is what we're, what we're encouraging here on Shift Happens is to be uniquely you. And when you are uniquely you, first of all, once you've settled into that space of, you know what, as I am, I'm, I'm pretty likable. And so I don't need to change myself. I don't have to be the chameleon based on whatever the situation is and who I'm with and this, that, and the other. Because that's a lot of work and it's exhausting. exhausting. <laughs> right? Exhausting. So you don't even have to do that because once you get to the place where you figure out who you are, as Ida was saying, know yourself, <clears throat> then it's 
it's so much easier to just be you. Nobody can be you better than you. That's why I say that working the things that happened to you when you were a child, mm. working up those things in the past that happened to you with your child, that happened to you in the family, that happened to you in school, those things need to be worked out before you start picking up a relationship. Yeah. So that way that you, you can bring your best self forward in the relationship, not bringing all the hangups from yeah. everything else that you haven't working out. You know, and it's no shame if you need to go and get a therapy, if you need to get a counselor, somebody to help you uh, uh, work those things out. Yeah, and here's the thing, because you know what, it's like you would. There's there's the the that um, you know a cliche or, or or way of saying things where you know you want to sharpen your axe before you go and have to cut down a forest, right? Because why would you want to go out there with a dull axe and try to hack away at this a lot more you're going to rip up your hands you're going to it's going to be a hot mess and really um if you if you start to look at it i would really hope and wish um the reason one of the reasons why i talk a lot about what i do also is because in reality it's like going to the dentist it's like uh you know going to the doctor for your physical checkup because you know the more it's it's personal growth it's not about being crazy we have we all have life that happens to us and sometimes life can be really tough and sometimes we're dealt tough uh cards growing up maybe we got into some relationships that were really hard and we kind of got fumbled in there and and then got lost in a relationship you know this is one of the things that happens with uh in abusive relationships it's they, they reel you in, and before you know it, then it, it's like this sticky web that's that's woven around you. And by the time you're in there, you don't know, you keep second-guessing yourself and doing all this, that, and the other. And then here's the thing what happens, and I love how Dr. Joe Dispenza awards this, how we recreate the past every single day because what we tend to do is we wake up in the morning and we think the same thoughts as we did yesterday and the day before and the year before. And then we expect the same things to happen We because we have the same emotions that are brought up because of the things that we're thinking of. We're thinking about, you know, when this person wronged me and when my mom did this and when this person broke up with me and, and all the stuff. So now we are recreating and bringing up all these negative emotions and this is how we start our day and then we go out and we do all the things we always do around the same people that we always do so it reinforces that no not only that but you are attracting exactly what you're thinking Mm -hmm. you are attracting exactly what you're thinking that's why you need to work out those situations you cannot be pretending that you're going to be thinking the same thing over and over and over and expect a different a, a different uh uh, uh, solution or a different uh, comp- uh, uh, result because right. that's that's the definition of craziness yeah exactly. no you need to change start changing the way that you think and this the way to do that you have to be intentional not something that's going to happen out of magic you have to be intentional about changing the way you think by the things that you put into your mind mm-hmm. you know the things that you expose yourself to are you creating great memories are you putting new things into your you know into your mind like developing uh, self-developing classes and talking to your therapies okay and creating happy moments for yourself you know and doing some self-care deep self-care you know so that you can change the way that you think it's like i was explaining to you the other day remember that we have our conscious in the front that's mm-hmm. where we know the right and wrong and and everything and then we have the subconscious is the ball that carry all your memories yeah. And then you have your unconscious that sometimes you bury things down out there. 
Mm. But, you know, that bowl that I was telling you that is the subconscious where all the memories are, you know, then they control your emotions. And your emotions is like a spoon. Let's pretend that that bowl is a bowl of cereal and you have Lucky Charms, okay? And the Lucky Charms, uh, the oats are the good memories. I mean, the bad memories and the marshmallows are the good memories, okay? So when you hit an emotion, your spoon, it's the emotions, it's going to go through that bowl to grab, to attach to that emotion and express. So if you have a lot of negativity because of all the things that happened to you in the past, whether that was in your childhood, whether that was in past relationships, everything is a sign that something uh, uh, triggers that same emotion, you're gonna go to that bowl, and if all you grab is the O's, which are the bad uh, memories, then you're gonna act stupid. And you're gonna do something crazy or say something that you didn't meant to. That's how people end up killing people in a fight because they all they have is violence inside of them. And when that emotion grab is it, surpassed, you don't let the conscious that where you know that right and wrong doesn't compute anymore yep. and just go forward. Yep. So that's why you intentionally have to add more marshmallows into your brain, which means creating uh, good memories, creating mm -hmm. good moments, reading positive things, seeing, hearing, touching positive things, everything that you have to do with your senses. Watch good movies. If you are sad, watch something funny. You know, if you are depressed, watch something funny. If you're angry, make, you know, do something that make you happy. You know, yeah. if you're yeah. having negative thoughts, you know, catch them right there and, and, and exchange it for a positive thought, you know, for a, for a positive sentence. Or like I do, I do, I, I change it with a positive verse of the Bible, for example, to change my thought. But, you know, carry it captive right at, at the moment. You know, so you have to be intentional. Nothing is going to happen just because. You have to be intentional and about you yourself. Nobody can do it for you. You're the only one that can make yourself happy. Okay? Yeah. You're the only one that can change. You cannot change nobody. And you cannot go into a relationship thinking that I'm going to be able to change that person. Oh, I'm going to be able to change that person. I'm going to be able to make them go to church. I'm going to be able to be better. No. That's a decision that a person makes on their own if they want to be better. You know? Don't date potential. <laughs> oh, exactly. They have their own potential. They have to yeah. make that decision. You cannot do that for them. What you can do is change yourself. And they had to either adapt to the way to the new you or either go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Know? And here's the thing when you were talking about, well, first of all, I just want to share that our, our sound engineer, Aaron, he, he really likes those marshmallows. They're definitely good memories. So, <laughs> 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 but though, I'm telling you what, when you were talking about those uh, bad memories, and, and this is what I talk about when I talk about uh, traumatic memories, because, uh, and, and when I say Traumatic memories, I'm not just talking about the big car accident or the fire where you almost died. It's all those other things that, you know, being bullied, being teased, you know, the breakups, this, that, and the other. And what we know is that triggers are hair fine. Uh, there was a study that was done on on people who were who are addicts where they stuck them into a functional uh, MRI. And, uh, you know, we love to see what's going on in the brain. And then what they would do, they would flash pictures so quickly that, you know, they weren't really able to see what it was. Um, and they would have pictures that were related to what their uh, substance of choice was. And then they would have pictures that were just innocuous. And that what they saw was that when the pictures were flashed of the substance that was their uh, substance of, of choice, their entire brain lit up. And it was so quick that... And again, those pictures were flashing so quick that they didn't really couldn't really see what it was. But yet their brain 
uh, registered it and they were in in complete you know trigger for wanting to use again in that moment you know, so this is what happens and because of the way the brain stores those kinds of memories the brain thinks that it's still happening right here and now until those memories are processed properly so yeah so it is necessary for them to process that and and and, and ladies please do not think that you're going to change somebody if they don't do their work with their memories, you know, when if you know that, you, that this person have a real hard past, a, a real hard childhood, they need to work things out themselves. You are not able to work them for them. Mm -hmm. And you need, need to work out your own. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And and um, the sooner you do it, the better, because uh, the sooner to the quicker to the uh, actual incident, do you go and do the work, the less it, it the memories are able to solidify in that fragmented uh, traumatic way that is uh, problematic. So really go take care of it as soon as possible because you are going to be so much better off. It's, it's kind of like, you know, if you imagine uh, you, you, you go and get screened for cancer and, you know, you, you, if you want to catch it in the early stages, stage one, rather than stage four, it's a bit late by then. Um, so, you know, our, our emotions really are the same way because they can become cancerous. I mean, literally, literally, <laughs> when we have a lot of unresolved trauma and a lot of stress in our in our life, we know that living under those circumstances long term will lead to inflammation in the body. Inflammation then leads to, you know, certain cancers, uh, chronic diseases. All kinds of chronic stress, disease. anxiety, mental health. Oh my goodness! Yeah, and so, so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. If you heard us before, you know uh, you've heard the story, but it's true. So we don't want that for you. We want you to shift in a, your life in a direction that's you can avoid all that because it's so avoidable. So we are going to be back. Uh, after these couple of messages where we're going to talk more about, well, how can we clean up ourselves and what does a healthy relationship look like? Okay. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Can grief be good for you? Absolutely. It gets your attention, helping you evaluate your choices and relationships. Your losses define who you are. Tune in each week for Good Grief with host Cheryl Jones. Our show features those who have made incredible transformations by grieving their losses. You'll learn how to find your courage and strength. You'll discover the important things in your life and how to let go of things that are less important. Good Grief airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Health and Wellness. Are you finding your frequency? It can be described as that space between failure and success. It's the future of digital media. It's finding your voice. It's engaging topics, content, and ideas. 
Jeff and Ryan discuss the digital media space and all of its aspects. It's about making the mistakes, taking the chances, summoning the intestinal fortitude to step out of your comfort zone, and discovering what you can accomplish when you decide to try, decide to learn, decide that you have something to say, and find your frequency. Live Fridays at 12 noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to karinw at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. We are today making Shift Happen in the relationship department, which that relationship starts with the relationship with ourselves. And, you know, some of the areas that I, uh, we both, Ida and I, um, we both have been talking about how we've done our own work. And a lot of the work that I had to do with myself was first I had to build a self-esteem, which I had absolutely zero of. And that, that, you know, is something that it, it can take a long time. And, and, you know, one of the things that I see in the patterns of the relationship that I had over the years was, you know, that I would accept the little crumbs that were thrown at me because it's like, oh my gosh, you know, uh, I'm getting this little bit of attention. And, and, and it has to do with also your own sense of worthiness, if you don't have a high sense of worthiness, you're going to accept those little crumbs of attention or whatever. And this is why also you will see sometimes, you know, when people, they become promiscuous and it's not about, you know, I, I can guarantee you every single person who is out there being promiscuous is not because they want to just go out and have sex with everybody. It is a huge red flag sign of having really low self-esteem, somebody who is just looking for love and is um, allowing people to use them for that part, which is really, really sad. (laughs) Yes, you have to love self. You cannot even receive love and give love to anybody until you love self. And you have to love self in every area of your life, in every aspect of your life. You're chunky, you love yourself, you have to love your body. That doesn't mean that you don't have room for improvement, but you have to love self in every area of your life the way that you are. When you love yourself, then you create boundaries about other people and they have to accept you. And then where do you get that value? also have a lot to do. Where do you get that value about yourself? For me, and I'm talking just for me, my example for me is that I believe I'm a child of God. And because God is a, is a king, that means that I'm a princess. And if I'm a princess, you cannot treat me any way you can. <laughs> you know? 
Right, right. So that's the way, that's how I give my value. Yeah. You know, on, on who I am. And of course, all of us, all of us are valuable. We have a purpose. We come here for a reason. We have something that we need to give to somebody else. We have a solution for somebody else's problem. You have a reason for being here. When when a manufacturer fabric something or make something, make a refrigerator, make a car, they make it with a purpose. So who make you and make me make us with a purpose. So that only that make you valuable. Mm-hmm. Even a pencil that costs you maybe 10 cents. Whoever carved that wood and put that carving in the middle so they can write, make that pencil with a purpose. Yep. That makes that pencil valuable because it's good to write and it does what it needs to do perfectly the same way that you will. So that only that only should give you the value that you know that you are important and that you deserve somebody to love you because of, of the way you are and the way or, or and who you are. Yeah. You know, in essence. In and in, in that piece there, where just because somebody has come from someplace, you know, like maybe, you know, in, let's just use the example that I used before of having been promiscuous, that, that doesn't mean that this person doesn't have value because that's what we tend to do. Is like, mm-hmm. okay, well, you're, you're just, you know, a, a slut, you know, and so that obviously just reduces your value right there. Uh, it, it, because, you know, every, every single one of us can go ahead and have life experiences where we decide, you know what, it's time for me. Maybe, maybe they come across somebody who, who actually really uh, saw the value in them and started to show that to them, that that made them start to see themselves as, you know what, maybe I do have some value here. And that might be what sparks them to start to like themselves because loving themselves, loving yourself can be a a huge stretch for a lot of people. So you can start with, I'm learning to like myself. If even liking myself is, is a stretch for you. Mm -hmm. So we can use the, the words that say that I am on my way to, I'm learning to like myself. I'm learning to love myself. And when we have, when we start changing our words like that, then it's it, we have more buy-in from ourselves because if we are just trying to switch from one extreme to the other, then there's no buy-in, and then it's just it bounces right off of us. So, so that's if if you're in that space, then I would definitely really highly recommend that you start practicing those words. Write them up on your bathroom mirror. Say them to yourselves to, you know, in the morning when you open up your eyes or and, and first thing, I'm learning to like myself. I'm learning to like myself. And, and make that your mantra. Because like Ida was saying before, we have to switch things out. We have to change track. If you think of, of the brain, the connections in our brain, like train tracks, railroad tracks, you have to switch tracks because this one here that you're on is so um, hardwired in that you have negative. to make an effort, yeah, in a negative direction. We have to do the work to hardwire a new way that's going to benefit you. You can do like affirmations also that will say everything that you am that that you are or everything that you would like for yourself to be and repeating yourself more. I am beautiful. I am mindful. I am loving. You know, whatever you want to be, you just put it there and you say it every day, every morning and every night. Every morning when you wake up, the first thing that you say, every night when you go uh, go to bed, everything, the first thing that you say. And even when a negative 
a thought comes into your mind that's saying, oh, you're ugly, you're fat, or what, you know, things like that, immediately you go back to that list, mm-hmm. you know? That's yeah. why I say that when you do your affirmations, there's a connection between writing and saying it, okay, and looking at it. So mm-hmm. don't only have it there in the morning and at the night, but write it down every single day, even if it's the same ones, but as you're writing it down when you're saying it, 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 it just stays in your brain more. So when that negative thoughts come in through the day, you will be able to capture it right away because you have that in your mind and can repeat it. And that's the thing is that it has to be repeated because think of how many times the negative has been repeated. And you, you probably, and, and you might not even be aware of all the the negative self-talk you have going on because it's just there. It's, you know, just part of who you are. You don't even know that's there. But really, first slow down, pay attention to what are the words that you're telling yourself. Are you talking to yourself like you would your best friend? Or are you talking to somebody that you are being bullying and bullying to, you know, and, and being really mean and nasty to? So we are our worst critics. Sometimes we are we are the biggest bullies to ourselves more yeah. than the people that are bullying us. Well, and this is also part of how, you know, when some of these things, usually they came from the outside somehow. No, that's how they were planted in there because we're not born that way. We're born perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and then, then life starts happening to us. So somebody else planted that in your head. Then you went ahead because you were young at the time for the most part. A lot of this stuff happened somewhere between zero and seven years old and then added on after that. And it was planted in there and, and repeated over and over again. So, you, again, you have to, you know, repeat. Figure out what do you want? What seeds do you want to sow? Exactly. What you want to be, how you would like your life to be. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start writing down what I want in life and then start repeating it that over and over what you want in life and then taking action steps of what it is that you want, you'll be able to change the, the view of yourself as well. You know, uh, the way that people used to see you is not the way you are. You have to, you know, look at the mirror yourself and think what I want to be. What are the skills that I have? That's why doing the audit is so important because you're not only auditing your thoughts, but auditing everything that you have that you know that is positive in yourself. What are the skills that you have? What are the gifts that I have? What are the things that I can do better than anybody else? What I have to afford this world? What I have that I can give to somebody else, you know, that make everybody else happier? And one of the things uh, also is that we oftentimes think that people think about us so much. They're, they're like, they're people are just always looking at us and judging us and this, that, and the other. You know what? Other people, they don't have time for that. They're too worried about themselves to worry about you. <laughs> That's true. There's people that have persecution. Uh, uh, how do you say that? Obsession like, or persecution. That they think people are always talking about them and thinking yeah. about them and, and, and looking at them. That's not really, you know, everybody's busy with their own thing. And if yeah. it's specifically now that everybody's in this position. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Oh, and for those of you that aren't uh, watching us on a video, uh, she held her phone up and looked at it. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's what people do now. They walk on not noticing anything and nobody that happened around, around them. Oh, my goodness. Because they're in their phone and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. And, you know, this is where I really love that Dove. I don't watch TV, but, you know, back, you know, somewhere somehow I saw the Dove commercials that they did for a while where they would have, they did this whole thing where first they would 
um, have an artist and, and the artist wouldn't see the person, the woman, and the woman would uh, describe herself to the artist and the artist would paint according to what the, the woman told uh, him or her. And so then, of course, the painting would come out one way. Then somebody else would come in and describe the person while the woman wasn't there, uh, what she looked like to them, to the artist. And there would be a whole different rendition. And then what they would do, they would hope, you know, they hung up the two uh, renditions, the one that she described herself and the one which somebody else described her. And the one that somebody else described was beautiful. gorgeous, beautiful. And this was not just one person that they did this with many women. And they would bring the woman into the, to the room. And every time she would just cry, I cried because you just saw how it's like, wow, this is how other people see me. Uh, other people see me as beautiful, no matter how obscure you, you see yourself. So, um, and this is this is reality. This is what's real. This was not something that was made up. This is true. We we concentrate so much sometimes about one person that says something negative. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a spouse or a boyfriend or something like that say, and we put so much concentration and focus into what that person said about us that then we realize that of all the people. You know, that I say good stuff. It's like people that are in the public. If you have a business and you're in the public and you have, you know, all over the social media, you know, you're not going to get all pretty responses. There's going to be somebody that's going to be doing you know, or saying something stupid, you know? Yeah. But that doesn't mean that that's why you are. And then you're giving all your power to that one person, person. those tiny little handful of, of people who, and you know what? probably what's going on with them is that maybe they don't like themselves very much. So they just want to be like a, a, the crabs in the pot. They want to pull you back down into the pot. They don't want you to get out on the other side. <laughs> is it the people that bully and the people that criticize you and the people that put you down, they have issues with their mm -hmm. own self-esteem because what happening is in order for them to feel uh, uh, higher, they need to put somebody down to mm -hmm. step on it. And then they, the way they can feel higher. Yeah. It's not necessarily because they all died on a bag of chips. Probably they have a lot of issues, but in order for them to feel higher, they'd like to put you down. So if, if, if they know that there's weaknesses in you, then they step on those in mm -hmm. order for them to lift themselves up. But not necessarily means that they're better than you. Mm. Okay. Mis misery loves company, right, Ida? Yeah, misery, uh, misery <laughs> for company. Yeah. yeah. Well, the first thing that we have to do in order to change that, we need to start healing. And yeah. part of the healing, I feel, is forgiveness. Forgiveness is, is a great part of the healing when it comes to uh, healing your past. Because you have to forgive the people that hurt you and you have to forgive yourself because sometimes, you know, does this happen to me? Uh, my first uh, husband was very abusive, physically abusive. Mm. And uh, then I was blaming myself because I said to myself, I put up with it. Mm. I, 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 I allow him to do it. Yep. You know, I didn't do nothing about it. And then I used to blame myself for it. For a long time, I did that. I used to blame myself for it. But no, you have to, to forgive self for your ignorance or whatever reason, why do you put up with it? And then you have to uh, forgive them for doing it. Because I'm not saying that when you forgive, forgiveness doesn't mean that the people doesn't gonna suffer the consequences. Forgiveness not means that you're letting them go and they're gonna have a happy life, no. Forgiveness means that you are not renting a space in your mind anymore. <laughs> because while they're renting that space in your mind, you cannot think of anything else but that, and you are not able to move forward in life. You are not able to move forward in your vision. You are not able to move forward with other relationships. You're not even able to move forward in your own health on any area of your life because you have that person renting a space there, building hatred, 
building negative thoughts. You are planning how you're going to suicide. You, how you're going to kill that person. You're planning how you. If I if I encounter, I don't know if that happened to you, but you will think things like, if I have him in front of me, I'm going to be telling this and this and this and that, and I'm cursing out and da da da. And or I'm going to lose all this weight and I'm going to have the sexy dress and I'm going to put it in front of them and they're going to they, they're going to regret that they ever left me and blah blah blah. blah. <laughs> I mean, though, all those things goes into and then just that's that that that's creativity that you're spending on how you're going to do things because you hate this person because you're not forgiven yeah. could be put into something positive right you know and into the new business or, or or something better and you know there are a lot of people who you know 10 years later or whatever they're in new relationships maybe even marriages and they're still thinking about that their ex like that and say think about I, I love how you use the term renting space in the brain how much it's like there's a third person in that marriage and exactly. that's really not fair to the, to the new, new person. person. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So when we come back from these next set of messages, I'm going to um, share some in, some information that was it comes out of 40 plus years of research done on what makes of relationships work. What are the um, the masters of relationships doing versus the ones who aren't? Because they're really all just uh, a skill sets, you know, and and so. Uh, that we can all learn when and if we are open to learning. And in the meantime, what I'm going to encourage you to do, I've started a Facebook group that's called Becoming Unlimited, Manage Anxiety. So I'm going to put the link in our Shift Happens Facebook page, which we'd love for you to go there also there if you want to see us. You can see us in action rather than just hearing us. And we have a lot of information on there too with good things that are going on, um, you know, different workshops and whatnot. So, and we'd love to hear your feedback on what, uh, what are your experiences? What are your thoughts? What are, what are some things that have worked for you and what didn't work for you? We love to hear from you. So, Ida, what do you have before we roll out to the next set of messages? Well, I'm, I'm starting a group that's going to be starting next, uh, next Monday. It's going to be called Biohacking Tools to an Everlasting Health. Awesome. So that in, that in that particular group, you're going to get all kind of tools, challenges, recipes, interviews, anything that it is to give you tools on how to biohack your health in order for you to live a, a life that is healthy and, and productive. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. your health where you think it should be if you're like most people the answer is probably not where can you get the answers you need to get on the right track the answers start on occupy health each week host dr susan downs and her guest experts will answer your questions as well as prepare you for questions you'll want to ask your health provider you'll want to plan for your optimal health with occupy health listen fridays at 11 a.m pacific time 2 p.m eastern time on voice america health and wellness Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. 
The show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Cancer Support Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. listening to shift happens with karen weary do you have a question or comment about today's program if so we'd love to hear from you call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 or send an email to karen w at insightscounselingcenter.com remember that karen is spelled k-a-r-i-n now, back to Shift Happens. We are back and we are making shift happen in relationships, which means that we first have to make a shift happen in ourselves. Yes. And let me tell you a little bit about, you know, I, I, I have also a little bit of a different, I think, uh, uh, opinion, I guess, of how to, because some people, a lot of people will say, oh, you don't start dating until you've done this, that, and the other, and, and whatnot. And and I think, and I've done this myself, kind of use dating as a personal growth experience, because first of all, you have to learn how to negotiate. You have to learn how to communicate. You have to learn how to set healthy boundaries and all that. And you don't learn it unless you actually practice it. Plus, you have to meet people in order to find the right person. And I have to say also that, you know, on uh, a few occasions, I have gone on a first date with no makeup. And, and you know, just because I, th- I thought, you know what, it, it, <laughs> it, it, that's how they're going to see me. You know, if they don't like me without makeup, then, uh, oh, well, you know, they, at least they know what they're walking into. <laughs> because I'd way rather have that <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> than yes. do a whole shebang, which I've seen, if you've ever seen me, you, you know I'm not a makeup person. I have, you know, four things and that's it. That's all I know how to do. But <laughs> why would I want to do that? I'd have had a really funny sh- a joke. I think you should share it with <laughs> the people online. You the first one? <laughs> yes, the first one. The first one. The first one was that this gentleman get married with this. You know, this gentleman start dating this girl. This girl looks beautiful all the time. She's put together perfectly. Green eyes, long hair, small waist. You know, the right size of boobies. Everything perfect. They got married, and then the wedding night, she started taking off stuff, taking out the the. Her contacts, taking out her wig, taking out her bra, have filling in one side. She had she had the undergarment that had filling in the butt. She take off one leg. He goes like, "That's not the woman that I married." So she <laughs> went in an older marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be scary, right? Oh my gosh, yeah, you wanna you wanna know yeah, who you're with. <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> and so here's the thing: if we don't do our cleaning up, 
of past relationships and in ourselves, what we can do is we can go in expecting this person. So, for example, if you were with somebody who cheated, and, and a lot of times this stuff happens on phone, right? We have we have these computers on our phone. And so, you know, when you see the person that you're with now starting to look at your phone or you hear the, the notification of a message coming in, immediately you could be triggered and say, oh, oh my God, is he or she cheating? She's seeing somebody else. And and so what we really need to do is um, when I was talking about, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the things that they have found, the, these doctors, John and Julie Gottman, they have spent 40 plus years researching, literally researching, you know, where they, they would have this love uh, lab that they, where it was an apartment, they would put a couple, you know, all kinds of couples in there and videotape their interactions. You know how they do in research and they they uh, go through and, and digest every single um, action that they did. For example, one was um, they would they do what they call bids for act for attention. And and so it's like, you know, the one person says to the other, hey, look at this. There's a little cardinal outside. Look at that. And, you know, the, if the other person is, um, you know, not paying attention, they're ignoring them, they're reading the paper or whatever kind of thing, then they that that is one of those little things that uh, they just uh, pretty much um, just totally ignored you. And it's kind of offensive, and especially if it happens over and over and over again. So these little bits of act of attention is, is huge. So, you know, it's, it's, I want, I'm trying to draw you into my world. I want, I want to be with you. I want to um, spend time, quality time, not just, you can be in a room with somebody and be very lonely. Yes. Know? That's the worst kind of lonely. When you fool our people around you, but then none, none of them are paying attention to you. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You start to think, am, am I invisible? Am I even here? What's what? I obviously don't talk about the self worth. Um, yeah. So, so they they uh, came up with the, the doctors John and Julie Gottman this sound relationship house, and I'll put this up just so that those who are on uh, can see who are. Anyway, <laughs> it's really cool. So it starts with these uh, these principles that start from the foundation and up. And first is that that you have to build love maps. So what they basically mean is that you have to get to know each other. Like, what are your favorite childhood dreams? What are your favorite foods? What are some things you don't like? Karen, and, will they, will that be a perfect moment to do that uh, assessment of how you like love to be loved? There's an assessment with the four type of loves because if you know how the person might like to be loved, then you'll be able to to project that love because maybe you are uh, projecting love to that person, but the way that you perceive, perceive yeah. love yeah. And, and the person doesn't know. And it's not that you ignore them, but that's not the way that you show love. Absolutely. That's, that's really important that the five love languages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause if, you know, uh, mine is touch as one of my biggest ones. And so, yeah, if I'm just showering the other person with touch and that's not theirs, they would like wor- words of affirmation, but I'm not really doing any of that. They're not going to feel loved. And I'm going to be, what are you talking about? I'm all over you. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you know, take a break there. I'm you're really, you know, taking up my space. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, and then the next one is sharing fondness and admiration. So, imagine if you're going into a relationship with the past in, in your at the top of your mind, and you're always expecting, you're always being critical, and you're this, that, and the other. That is the opposite. So, uh, you know, think about how you feel when, when you're always being, um, what do you call, you know, criticized and, and um, you know, just uh, scrutinized every little thing. 
And then the next one is turning towards instead of away. So when there's an issue, turn to have the conversation with your partner. Don't turn to all your friends because guess what they're going to do for the most part. What Give you the wrong advice. Yeah, exactly. Because they're bringing all their garbage that they haven't cleaned out, exactly. you know, into your relationship. <laughs> oh, he's just, you know, oh, he's he's end up to something, and you know, you don't need to be putting up with that. And all of their bad experiences are going to be going being being their advice to you. And then you're coming home, and then you're being, you know, a grumpy poo, and uh, really making things worse. And then there's. Uh, seeing the positive perspective, what we tend to do naturally oftentimes is, oh, he's home late because he don't want to be with me or he's hanging out with the boys or this, that, and the other, where instead it's like, okay, well, maybe he's having a good time or maybe he got caught in traffic or this, that, and the other. It, you know, go Putting with the, the worst case of scenario. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, and, and those pieces are, are built, those are the foundation and then that uh, holds up the 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 roof, which uh, the, those two pillars are commitment and trust, because you're building trust with all this and commitment. And then the next step up is managing conflict. You're going to have conflict sometimes, and that's okay. But it's, are you able to accept your partner's influence? Are you able to be open enough to hear what they have to say? Uh, are you able to dialogue about problems without, you know, ripping each other's head off and, and being attacking and such? And practice self-soothing. What do I do to calm myself down so that I can hear things that might not always be pleasant? And how do I express myself in a way that the other person can hear that I'm not attacking, but I am maybe concerned or I have some ideas or whatever? That's going to measure your uh, emotional intelligence, how you take criticism. And because, let me tell you something, if your past relationship used to criticize you real bad, but maybe this new relationship is giving constructive criticism, something that really going to lift you up. Yeah. But because you were used to be criticized so much, now you're not taking the good criticism that this person is giving you to build you up. That can be a conflict, a problem as well. Yeah. You know, so you have to also think about it, you know, and then another thing, don't perpetuate arguments. Mm -hmm. You can uh, compromise, and um, uh, compromise doesn't mean that you compromise on your values. Compromise means that you compromise that we, we agree to disagree mm -hmm. and leave it there. Go and take that pause to think, regroup, that you can come back then to, to discuss the, the issue without elevating your emotions. And, you know, going back to what you were saying before with uh, taking um, constructive criticism as, as uh, that you're being... Um, criticized. Think of, you could also think of it as this is a way for us to improve our relationship. When we there's here's something that's not working really well, we can make this better. You know. So if you think about that, and then kind of like in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, the two top ones that are up in the tier of the of the roof is making life dreams come true. So figuring out what are your dreams and what are you, what are your partner's dreams, and helping each other get had those dreams come true and then the last one is sharing uh create shared meaning so what does it mean for you to be a family what does it mean to you to you know be you know what are our values and and 
figure out what it is because again like uh, Ida was saying we can have different things different agree uh different uh be- way of thinking we are two people yeah. that were races differently so we yeah. can think differently you know my, my mama always told me uh Idita, I mean they, that's my nickname you know they call me Idita. so mommy say Idita, when you have an argument with your husband make it a sandwich and I said well, I mean, what do you mean and she said you make it a sandwich you say two good things that you love about your husband uh-huh. and you you say the criticism then yeah. you say two more things that you love about your husband and then that doesn't that doesn't take it like like yeah. uh, all negative yeah and that's go. what i do I, i i put into practice what my mom taught me that's good very smart <laughs> call it a sandwich <laughs> there you go there you go and how does that go over it goes good another thing that i do is because me and my husband for example we both kind of have the the um personality that we are strong personality so mm-hmm. if we were to argue we'd be on top of each other whoa, whoa, whoa. All, so what i do is that uh i let him talk and then i write everything that i want to tell him because that way i'm not going to be interrupted mm-hmm. i stay when i'm peace and i can tell him everything that i want mm-hmm. without him misunderstanding because you know it is also a, a challenge when you come from two different cultures and mm-hmm. two different languages yeah that sometimes i cannot express myself the way i want it when i'm if i'm angry or or frustrated or something like that sometimes my english don't come out the way i want it to come out yep so i will write a letter for him yeah and then he will sit there and i put it in his car when he left to work and come back he come is a total different person already understanding everything that i say and then maybe i was wrong but then he can come up in it with a different perspective and explain me why and i understand it better yeah or yeah. if it was the other way around that he was the one wrong then he come and he asked for forgiveness or whatever it is and yeah. it's working we've been yeah. together 17 years now There you go. And this is the thing that you are open enough to hear the other's perspective. So you get to see what I, I talk about how it's like a bridge, you know, with two sides are the two people and the bridge is the connection. And we want to take the other person over to uh, take turns going to each side to see what the bridge looks like from that perspective. So the other thing, the last thing I'm going to throw in real super quick because we're wrapping up today is I love to shower my honey with lots and lots of appreciation. Just, I appreciate every little thing. And I tell you what, that's like, um, it's like, uh, what is it? Um, what you throw on, on the plants to make them grow and, and fertilizer. And- Fertilizer, thank you. Yes. So with that, fertilize your your relationships with all the love and all the you know best that you can possibly get. Show up as your highest and best self. You know, I took a class about what are the most important things about men, and 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 appreciation and respect are the top, and then mm-hmm. second sex. That appreciation and respect, and then sex for men. There you go. There mm-hmm. you go. I mean, who doesn't love appreciation? So, Everybody does. Yeah. So go out there, shine your beautiful inner self because you have special, unique talents that the world needs and we need you. So take these uh, these skills and, and tools that we've shared today and try them out and let us know how you do with them. What's the response that you get? And we will see you next week. Yes, and make sure and to understand that you are enough, you are important, and you are powerful. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karen Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.